This is the Digital Savage Experience Podcast, hosted by Roman Prokopchuk, bringing you all things digital marketing, tech, business, and motivation. What's stopping you from becoming relentless in all aspects of life? Are you ready to become a digital savage? Let's get into today's episode. Hey everyone, this is Roman Prokopchuk, and this is the Digital Savage Experience, episode 37, Meeting My Foster Kid's Biological Mom. So in previous episodes, I've already mentioned in terms of me and my wife getting licensed to become foster parents in June and receiving our first placement, two brothers, which are now... 18 months and three years old, which have been a big blessing in our lives. But in terms of kind of the system, the foster care system being new foster parents, it's been a little difficult basically getting acclimated to what the process is, seeing kind of loopholes in the formal kind of New Jersey foster care system, uh, all the bureaucracy, things of that nature, and also getting an incomplete view of what actually happened to the kids for them to get taken away versus finding out a lot of medical records along the way and then piecing the pieces together which have you know angered us in the fact that you know what's happened to them why they got taken away and things of that nature so their primary caregiver that they were taken from was their biological mom which was and is a single parent So you can only imagine learning all these negative things about someone that they've done to somebody that at this point, the two boys that, you know, we love as our own kids would anger us or any other normal person. When you find out if you even met a stranger that's become a friend, that they tell you their life story, that they've suffered from, you know, emotional, physical, uh, psychological, sexual, and all kinds of other abuse, you're going to feel a certain way mainly obviously negative to the person that caused that abuse. So, you know, we had the opportunity to basically, we've had the children since June, and a few weeks ago we met with the mom. At first we weren't open to meeting with her, thinking how could, you know, someone let things that have happened to the children or was the culprit of the things that happened, how can we actually, you know, meet with her and how angry we were and i think at that point we've had him for a little while and that anger was kind of blinding to the fact that you know we should meet her we should you know figure out what kind of person she is because depending on the process and where your foster child is the guardian may or may not be getting back the child there may be termination of parental rights which in that case If you are the foster parent, you are asked if you are willing to adopt the children, if you've created that bond already. But in our case, currently, the foster mom is doing well in terms of what she has to do to get the kids back and is doing all the necessary steps and showing up to visits and making an effort to be there, which is kind of, you know, 
irrelevant to us in a way, but not really, because all you really have to do is show up and get a check mark for attendance or check mark for any kind of treatment that you need to take to get your children back. And that may not necessarily mean that you're changing for the better. Obviously, you could be manipulating the system and just doing it, you know, for show when people are around and maybe acting differently uh, behind closed doors and things like that we've considered as well. Um, we didn't want to kind of get our guard down, but we started kind of easing into uh, specific facts like we have to get approval for everything, including taking the kids out of state. So we took the kids to Disney in August. We had to get the mother's approval. And as a result, we took a lot of pictures and we, you know, passed them along to the mother. And we did kind of the same for this meeting. So we basically, uh, more so my wife, uh, use snapfish to get all the print out all the pictures that we've taken over time the birthday parties we've threw, thrown the boys since they were with us all the events and activities we did just to kind of bridge the time that she hasn't had them and in terms of a process uh, the new jersey uh, foster care system is about reunification so whatever the uh, the situation if obviously not as severe as automatically terminating parental rights their end goal is reunification from the guardian that the children were uh, taken from so it's still going obviously the reunification route but there's a thing called bridging the gap so you meet the the person that they were taken away from and that they would be going to if everything you know fans out basically speaking about the children building some kind of it doesn't necessarily have to be you're holding hands you know in your kitchen singing kumbaya but creating some kind of bond where the ease of transition isn't as hard on the children because if they do end up going back to the mother i'm going to be heartbroken it's going to take a while to basically get over it because at this point it's going to be like you know they're my sons and it's going to be like taking them away from me. Um, and at that point, it's like, you know, suffering a loss that, you know, you've had kids and they were taking from you, basically. So that's going to take a while to get through. But in terms of the kids in this situation, they're, you know, young and fragile from all the things that they have been through already. So bridging the gap would enable them to kind of transition back to the parent in as smooth of a way as possible not to say that this whole situation that you know these poor two kids have been thrown into is any kind of normal but we've been trying to add as much normalcy as possible to their lives so i think we're doing a decent job but we ended up you know speaking to the mother you know she seemed like she cared she asked things like are they eating their vegetables thing about things about their allergies kind of filled in certain pieces that were missing in terms of information uh, spoke about them like she was really happy to see you know how they're progressing she also which was nice basically she could see how much me and my wife care for the boys and she actually acknowledged that and thanked us for taking care and you know loving her boys and keeping them safe which was nice but i mean it's still hard you basically were put in a room 
the caseworker I may or may not, you know, is around for, for these things, but she had to step out. So basically we had to introduce each other, but it wasn't as hard as we thought it would be because I mean, in my opinion, in the back of my mind, I was saying to myself, as soon as she says something mean or something, whatever, I'm going to go off and, you know, give my 10 cents about, you know, what's happened to them and things of that nature. But it was a fairly cordial process. I think everybody was civil and nice. Like I said, the mom thanked us. She saw how we interact with the children. And we saw a little bit of how she interacts with the children. Uh, We learned about some of the things that they're interested in still or were interested in when we got them. And how, you know, that became a thing. And, you know, we even at the end of it, we let her walk them to the car which you know the older uh son you know was emotional about you know her leaving we let her you know put them in the car seats and say bye to them you know i shook her hand she gave my wife a hug and we agreed in terms of next steps that uh we'll exchange email uh addresses to share information and pictures and that kind of thing and possibly if you know things go well meet in a public place outside of you know the allotted visits weekly visits with the mom and you know have her interact with them for an hour or two or have a meal together or depending how it goes to make it easier on the children so that's kind of how the process was and you know, it it was emotional regardless because in the back of my mind, I keep thinking that, you know, they're going to leave at some point, which, you know, sucks, but also that, you know, if they're to go back to somebody, I want that person to be healthy and not have any issues that, you know, they had before and they're ready to take the children back and have them in a safe and loving environment so that's kind of the state of the union of where that process is so you know ideally we are hoping to keep the kids and you know best case scenario adopt them if somebody just called us right now are you willing to adopt them i think me and my wife both would you know say yes but you know we're also realistic that in terms of the process is reunification and if the mother keeps doing the right steps she will, you know, regain custody of the children. And, you know, we would like to have some kind of communication with the kids or updates in terms of how they're growing up. And if anything, God forbid, happens where they end up back in the system that we end up being called and they end up being with us. But as far as that goes, I mean, it's it's an emotional process, very rewarding Prior to which me and my wife said, you know, we can never do something like that. We can't see the kids, you know, fall in love with kids and have them being been taken away. Some of the stories we've heard in person in different, you know, support groups and in different groups online where, you know, the foster parents have built a bond with the children. And basically they get a call in the morning saying, hey, we're picking up the kid. They're being returned or they're being taken somewhere else you know, in the afternoon, pack their things and you can't even, you know, explain to the child what's going on. 
and why and they get shipped off to you know a family member's house of the person they were taken away or somewhere else and it's just kind of hard especially on the kids from going place to place you know having a bunch of people pick them up take them to places and not understanding what's going on it's tough on adults so you know a lot of adults say to to my wife and i why you know you know i, I could never do this it's it's too emotional and you know the the explanation for that if you can't do it and you're a good person what's the likelihood of them to end up somewhere in a bad scenario and you could have prevented that I don't think we we wanted you know two foster children to begin with we didn't know how much work it would be wanted one child but basically they were being taken away from their first placement because the foster parent couldn't handle them so you know it was either take them or have them split up and end up in you know separate homes which would have obviously influenced their development so we're happy we took two uh, two boys they've been blessings we've had up to four boys in our home in terms of an emergency placement so it's been you know a juggling act with you know family stuff uh, things in terms of you know growing business and digital marketing stuff and the podcast and blogging and things of that nature and having two dogs but I think once you fall into a routine and have a schedule for things like that, it, it's a lot smoother. So if anyone has any questions about the foster process or has thought about fostering, regardless of what state you're in, feel free to reach out via social or my email. Or if you guys have any other recommendations or whatever you want to see in terms of a format for this podcast or oncoming or on like future episodes feel free to reach out and until next time take care guys this podcast has been brought to you by nova zora digital find out how nora zora digital can help your company grow online learn more at novazoradigital.com until next time all you digital savages